sip and rip. All right, guys, how's it going? It's episode eight of the Sip It and Rip It podcast. We have some special guests today joining us, but before we get to them, let's say hi to the normal crew. We got Jordan. Where are you at today, Jordan? What's up, kids? Just uh, just at the gym, just finishing a day. And we got Luke. It looks like he's back in his office, but he has some mood lighting on tonight. I keep it a little bit crisp in here, get the mood down for Mark and Jay. They like that kind of thing. All right. And as Luke alluded to, we have Mark and Jay joining us. Uh, we're going to go through a, a little bit of how to travel and how to golf when you're traveling. But before we do that, Mark, Jay, how you guys doing? It is the Sip It and Rip It podcast. What are you drinking tonight? Well, guys, I had a couple of these uh, Village Blondes on the course today. Played a little men's league, Monday night men's league with a few guys at work. So I figured I'd... Uh, have a couple more, you know, just uh, just downtown Calgary here, enjoying the nice evening and uh, sipping on some locally brewed Village Blondes. That's that's me tonight, boys. And Jay, what are you on? You know what? I've got myself a little Bud Light in honor of the Calgary Stampede's official sponsor. We're missing it this year, so trying to trying to bring it back a little. <laughs> Nothing crazy though. And Jordan drinking in the gym again. What do you got? Drinking the gym, I, I thought I was going to have to do a beer run, but I got one left over from uh, Ribstone Creek Brewery, a little Abbey Lane, but this is a, this is a, a, a English mild ale, and it's quite, it's quite dark, so it's, it's hitting me pretty good right now. Luke, I saw a mixed drink sitting on that desk. In honor of the boys, they're going to be talking a little Aaron Hills later, so their signature drink, the Fescue Rescue, which is fantastic. I had never had one until a couple weeks ago, and I think I'm dummied like two dozen of them by now but uh tell us what's in that what's in the fescue rescue there a little fescue bit, rescue is made up of uh some jameson's irish whiskey some uh some lemonade and a little bit of ginger beer mix it all together and she is oh she's a beauty that's a, that's a good a good on course drink too easy going down nice until nice you get on a 18. warm day oh yeah perfect or when you've had 18 <laughs> there you go i think i'm five for five here at belgian moon so just keeping the streak alive at this point. Uh, so, Jay, Mark, uh, let's lead off with one of you here. We're going to lead off with Jay. Um, we just want to kind of dive into to how we should be traveling as golfers and maybe uh, what's the most recent trip you guys have been on? Uh, where did you go? How long were you there? And let's hear about it. I mean, the first trick, obviously, you get the good, a good crew together. You know, it doesn't matter how – how good the players are. Everyone just has to want to uh, get together and I mean, basically exclusively golf for the, for the duration of the trip. You know, there's not a lot of time for depending on where you are. Some places you're in the middle of nowhere. You can't go out. You're stuck at the course. So you're, you golf, hang out the clubhouse, wake up, golf again, do the same thing. So pretty golf heavy usually. And you know, the last, the last trip we did, we had 16 guys down to Wisconsin kind of started booking that almost almost a year ahead of time. Got five courses in, a couple, you know, major championship courses, some more resort style, big group of guys. Everyone liked to have fun. Mark was there too. Maybe he wants to uh, add a little something about that. I mean, hey, I'll dive right into our Wisconsin trip that we uh... – <laughs> that we did last, uh, last September. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty one dimensional. It was, it was golf heavy for sure. 16 great dudes and, uh, mixed in a little bit of, uh, a little bit of NFL football as well. Watch the, uh, watch Jay's Philadelphia Eagles. 
uh, take on the Green Bay Packers, which was pretty cool at Lambeau Field. So, yeah, it was actually a pretty uh, it was a pretty awesome trip we did in uh, in Wisconsin. And um, like like Jay said, we snuck in a couple uh, uh, you know top courses uh, ranked in, in in the United States. I, actually, I believe Jay, if I'm not mistaken, uh, five out of the fifteen we played were in the top. Uh, in the top courses in the world, so it was or in, in the United States. So it was, it was pretty fun. It was it was a good time, and you know it was easy for for guys like Jay and us to 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 you know take on this trip, being a couple single guys, you know, and and a couple uh, of our friends who have who have families and more responsibility. They had to they definitely had to plan. It was a year, it was a year in the making, and uh, everyone came together and uh, made it happen. And it was uh, it was awesome. We'd love to get into the details of the whole trip. Uh, to be honest with you. Did you say you played 15 rounds? No, no. We played five rounds. But oh, okay. I was like, I thought I you said five like, of the 15 think, rounds. I was like, what trip was this? I did say that. No, I think all, all five out. courses were, I think, ranked top kind of 20 or 25 in the U.S. For, for public courses. So definitely got a good loop in. Okay. So people who don't know the Wisconsin loop, what, what are the five courses and, and how does that loop work? Like, where do you start? Where do you finish? And what's it look like to get there and do that trip? Well, well, I'll, I'll step in here and, and I'll explain to you how we did it. So we had one of our buddies, Chad, he, uh, he organized the whole thing. Uh, he did it through a concierge. So there are concierge services available for um, this trip in particular. But here's how we did it. We left on a, I believe it was a Wednesday, Jay. Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. We, we got into Minneapolis from, from Calgary. So it was a direct flight to Minneapolis. Um, the way the concierge had it, uh, we had a, uh, a, a big bus, big uh, coach bus pick us up, uh, brought us to our first destination, which was Sand Valley. Uh, Through a tornado. <laughs> yeah, there was a tornado warning. Basically, there was a tornado in the area as we were traveling. It was, uh, it was pretty sketchy going from Minneapolis to Sand Valley. Trees were flying across the road. I think maybe a couple cows were uh, in the area. <laughs> flying across but no it was uh, it was pretty sketchy we got there safe the sand valley resort knew we were coming they kept the bar open for us i think we rolled in at about 11 30 and uh and they decided hey well we knew this group this group's coming through we'll keep the bar open and uh and that was a nice little touch we all had a couple of drinks before we uh we went to bed that night and, and we spent a couple uh a couple awesome days at sand valley uh like i said it's an up-and-coming resort it's uh part of the dream golf family, uh, the Mike Kaiser of, uh, of golf world. And it was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Sand Valley is the place is unreal. They've got, you know, Sand Valley mammoth dunes. They've got the sandbox, which is a 17 hole par three course where you're just kind of encouraged to go, you know, screw around. They give you, they give you little bags to take, you know, we played three club max bare feet, We've got a canoe full of beers to, you know, before you start the round. Uh, some of us didn't do so well. Um, this, this is the point where my phone starts blowing up and all I get is pictures of Jay uh, either fa almost falling over or absolutely nuking a ball and not having a clue where it went. Well, keep in yeah, mind, keep in mind we, had played, we had played Sand Valley, which is the one of the two courses, Sand Valley Mammoth Dunes. We had played that in the morning of our, of our uh, first day of our golf trip. We had a bite to eat afterwards at the clubhouse, and then it was right to the sandbox. Like Jay was saying, it's the 17-hole par three course designed just for fun. Like it is, uh, they, they couldn't have designed it better. You literally pull up 
you whip your shoes off, you're in bare feet. There's a canoe full of beer and, and, you know, we're talking uh, Wisconsin uh, prices here. It was a couple buck, a couple buck a pop. And uh, the idea is to fill your bag, three club max. And uh, these holes range from, I don't know, 40 yards to maybe 140 yards. Just awesome. Just awesome golf. Still big greens. You know, they didn't uh, uh, do the, the nature of the course. They didn't minimize the greens. They're still full size greens, undulations, the whole deal. Uh, the sandbox, they, you know, it's uh it's an adult playground there's no question yeah yeah you can have some some fun out there for sure and we and you know they they had us in groups of eight out there so we got you know all 16 guys in two groups kind of one after the other you you start you know kind of join the groups as you go they they don't care they they want you to have fun there it's one of those places where you know guys guys are there to golf but you're there to have fun um you know not overly serious yeah, would definitely uh, definitely recommend that. They're they're building a, a third eighteen there right now, so I think it's open twenty twenty two. So you you could easily spend a week there. They've got they've got stuff. You take a day off. You there's tennis like full grass tennis courts. There's canoeing as well. There's obviously the bar. You can just hang out there pretty easily. They've stocked a couple ponds. So you can uh, you can bring your uh, your fly rod and. Uh wet a line out there and 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 a couple people were doing that we had one of our one of our guys he brought his line out there <laughs> anytime he saw a body of water he was uh dipping something in there and and sure as shit he was pulling stuff out too uh <laughs> we have a story we have a story later on about that at uh the uh the american club in uh Kohler, <laughs> well, wisconsin but yeah no that was our first day uh of this uh this wisconsin trip and that was that was pretty heavy you know we played 18 then we played the 17 uh whole sandbox a few of us went out for another little loop of the sandbox but by that time you're kind of you're done you know a few guys a few guys hung it up early that night a few guys found a little bit more trouble which uh which was hard to find in that in those parts uh, if you google sand valley wisconsin it's literally in the middle of of nowhere there's nothing around there right and uh uh, no, it was it was a it was a good first day, good way to kick it off, and uh, and we were off to Mammoth Dunes the next morning, which was the second course. So you get on the bus the next morning, or is Mammoth Dunes still like right there? It's right there. They're they're joined up basically. So you spend essentially forty eight hours in the middle of nowhere in in Wisconsin, but you manage to get in some of probably the most fun golf combined with some oh. of the best golf, and then all these other amenities. That sounds yeah. unreal. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, Mammoth Dunes, it's like a, it's a similar course, but totally different from Sand Valley. And that it's just the, you know, the widest fairways you'll ever find. You, it's hard to miss a fairway, but you know, you're You've just never seen my slice. Luke, you, you might be able to hit like 10 out of 14 at that thing. You, yeah. Even Pierre doesn't believe it. Like, like, yeah, they're, they're insane. And then they, they've got greens that kind of, they'll feed towards some hole locations. So you know, it's a place where guys always talk about, you see eagles, you know, hole outs from the fairway, stuff like that. So it's, it's meant to be fun, but it's still like a really, really good golf course. Mammoth Dunes was the funnest course I've ever played in my life. It is, it is designed to boost your golfing ego. There's no question about it. You hit fairways, <laughs> you hit greens. When you hit the green, it's somehow boomerangs around these undulations on the green and it feeds towards these uh 
you know, these depressions where the hole is always situated. It, it, it was awesome, you know. Um, still, it was it was difficult in its own right that that you had to make, still make putts on uh, on on undulating greens. You still had to uh, avoid a lot of you know a lot of sand still out there, uh, greenside sand, fairway sand uh, here and there, but it was a blast. Like we, we had so much fun with our 16 guys. We split, uh, we split the group into two. So we had a little eight versus eight, uh, Ryder cup kind of match. So that kind of added to the fun of it. You know, you're, you're playing two versus two best ball and uh, a little bit of banter going back and forth. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was sand Valley, that whole resort. It's just, you know, I, I hope, I uh, hope the, all you fellows one day get out there and enjoy it. Cause it's, it's special out there. I'll be back for sure. I'd like, so you talk about a, this course, it sounds like, well, it sounds like my kind of dream, super wide fairways and greens that funnel towards pins. I like, I don't understand why great courses have to be extremely difficult. Like in my mind, going to courses like that and traveling to that seems more enjoyable than trying to go play mount hyde where you're expected to lose 40 balls in a round and then people are like oh well that's really great because it's a really difficult golf course but courses like that like you said the most fun you've ever had on a course yeah no but it's great because if you're out there i mean you're not out there to grind you're out there to have fun if you're having you know matches with buddies and stuff like that it's more exciting to be you know maybe winning all with a birdie versus a a bogey or something like that like like i didn't lose a ball at any of those courses except on the goddamn par three course. Cause I was just 20 drinks in when we teed off on the second go around there. But when you're hosling gap wedges, every hole, it makes it a little tougher. Golf isn't easy when you can't see the right golf ball. No, no, there's you just aim for the middle one, I guess. Yeah. So you finish up at this course. You, I'm going to guess you spend one more night at this resort. And then how does it work? You hop, same bus, same driver. Like how does you, you talk about your concierge service, which sounds ridiculous, but. So, so we didn't spend another night. We basically, we finished our round at Mammoth. So that was on a Thursday and we had to get to Lambo for the Thursday nighter. So it was all of us piled in, in one bus to Lambo. Another bus had all our, our suitcases and our clubs and took took it all to Kohler where we were spending the rest of the trip because that was where kind of closer to Whistling Straits, Saren Hills and all those ones. So it was a new kind of a different more like the party bus versus the coach bus and drinks on the way there. The the spotted cows it's a I wish we had those beers here they're a Wisconsin staple but you know you just hammer those on the bus get to the game he waited for us and then took us to the new new hotel after the game nice so you get to whistle so you obviously are going to be way hung over by the time you're playing whistling straights the next morning after an nfl game and then that's like a that's a pga level championship course and you guys get out there and are probably a little bit cross-eyed how does that how does that go for you and what does that do for the morale after the day before of having super friendly bombers paradise well well let, let, let me kick this off your expectations going into whistling straights are already pretty low <laughs> you know i i'm just hoping to uh to break 100 really uh, on a on a good day out there it was blowing like you wouldn't believe uh for our first uh four holes at whistling straight so we got to the club host the flags are whipping around yeah like you said we're a little bit foggy from the night before at this point my expectations are out the window 
And uh, that's usually kind of when you play your best golf when you uh, when when you have no expectations. So that was my mindset going into Whistling Straits. I uh, I didn't get psyched out like a lot of people do. You know, you look down one fairway, two fairway, and it's just completely ridiculous. Everyone's seen that course on TV with the 1,050 bunkers or whatever they have on the property. I, uh, I just took it all in. I, that, that was my mindset. Uh, again, we had a little two-man best ball action. It was uh, myself and Ivan against Jay and, uh, and Chad, and uh, we had a pretty good match. It came down to 18. It was awesome. Yeah, one of those matches where bogeys were winning a couple holes. Yeah, some of those holes, I mean, like the Pete Dye special where you they're, they're just angled so that when you're standing on the tee, you look like you've got dick all to, to hit at. And, you know, once you get out to the fairway, you're like, oh, there's, there was a room out here. But you kind of just trick yourself into trying to hit something cute out there and you should really just swing at it. And you just – it's tough because there's it's long grass – bunkers everywhere i think one of our buddies found himself in the the devil's anus i think the bunker was called and it's just a super small pop bunker probably i don't know probably would have been like 11 12 feet below yeah, over 10 degree and, you, and you're just screwed if you go in there but but it's you know it's an insane course right like the Ryder cup's supposed to be there this year i'm, I'm still trying to figure out how jason day shot like 21 under there at the pga championship no win no win yeah, okay, if we we probably would have been under then if we didn't have wind, I guess, but <laughs> I would have been. <laughs> but it was I mean, yeah, it's looking looking out there, it's just it's an unreal place. Like you're right on Lake Michigan. You know, it turned out looked like it's me an awful day. We got perfect weather up until, you know, seventeen. And and we were playing we were playing one up from the tips. And I think seventeen was like two thirty in the wind. Lake Michigan to your left, like just a wall, like this wall beside the green drops down to bunkers and shit. And we, all four of us went down there. Pinch nerve. Bogey, bogey, bogey wins the hole. 17 whistling straights, pinch nerve, that is, is what they call it. And yeah, we're in a tight match. Okay, 230, no problem. We'll just all, uh, you know, uh, air to the right. We were all left. You can't see the pin. You're like 20 feet down. It's, uh, it's a phenomenal hole. I would say between uh, holes 7, 17, and 18 at Whistling Straits, those are the three signatures at that course. Um, I was a bit disappointed. I didn't see the, the, the sheep herd. There's a, there's a herd of sheep out there that, uh, that walk around, and uh, I was really hoping to see those, uh, those puppies. And they, they also they filled in the DJ bunker, too. That's where, I remember, he grounded his, his club. Did they fill it in or did they turn it into a the it wasn't a hazard anymore? They put turned it into just a um a waste bunker, not an actual Well so it's I think just that like portion of the bunker is gone. Because I went up looking for it. And the guy's like, Yeah, it's not because it was not like really the, here. It was like the back end off the bunker where it looked like maybe a rake well, like, or something. Kids are, like, kids are rolling through. around and playing in this. I don't I don't know how how they claim it's a bunker, but tough go for the guy. But that's a that that hole's I mean, I think that hole is like five bills from from the one-ups and a little into the wind. And then it's just trouble left, trouble right. Hardest par four, hardest par four I've ever played in my life. It is, I was driver, three wood, <laughs> still short. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, no, we, uh, myself and uh, buddy Ivan, we had a one-up. Uh, no, were we going, even going into 18? I can't remember. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, and we were just beat up from the day. I think, uh, I had a seven foot putt left and, and Jay or Chad had like a seven foot putt left. And we both looked at each other we're like, good, good. <laughs> and, and the match was squared. No one wanted to lose that, lose that hole or lose that match. It was, uh, probably the best good good I've ever seen in my life. When you guys were playing at Whistling, where were you guys staying? You guys, is there a resort there or did you guys stay somewhere else? There's like, it's like an affiliated resort that's kind of five, ten minutes away and they just kind of run shuttles constantly there. It's um, because they've got, they actually own like a couple, I mean there's two, there's Whistling Straits and then there's Irish Straits and then they own like Black Wolf Run. Was it the, the women's, the LPJ, the women's US Open was there as well. Like, and I think they've had a couple events there. So, they, so they've got some good tracks all around there. So that's, so yeah, you, you do your central spot at Sand Valley and then you move over to Kohler and just stay there for the, for the duration. Yeah. And Kohler's pretty cool. It's just a small little town, but it's, uh, I, I thought it was, I thought it was so cool. It, it kind of revolves around these resorts that, that accommodate the, uh, the golfing crew. And, and we stayed at uh, the Inn at Wood Lake, I think it was called. Um, you can either stay there or at the American Club. Uh, the American Club is probably double the price of the of, of the place we stayed at, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Really old building and uh, really really fancy uh, five star kind of resort. The American Club was. We, we were at the Inn at Wood Lake though, and it was uh, it was awesome. You know, we we enjoyed that quite a bit. There's a lake just behind the property, and there's a, there's clearly a sign: no fishing. And uh, at one in the morning, we get a picture from one of our buddies who brought his uh, brought his line and uh, pulled out a nice little perch out of there. So he kind of didn't pay very much attention to that sign and went in there, pulled out a perch, and uh, hopefully threw it back. I imagine. But. Is that your story? You were stimulating <laughs> to earlier? Yeah. yeah. Didn't he care didn't, about he didn't the sign. Pick it up in his room. So. No, no, he threw it back. <laughs> so when when you get to a place like uh, Whistling Straits and you're staying in Kohler and you play in the morning, then what do you do? Cause it's not going to be where you have like the sandbox in the afternoon. Like, do you have another round or do you shut it down on one of the days in the afternoon? We, we well, I, I think we were kind of like at 10 30, 11 tea time, just to knowing we were going to be at the football game the night before. Um, but we finished, I mean, it's those courses. It ends up being like a five hour round. Cause you're, I mean, it's hard. You're screwing around. You're, kind of taking it all in right because there's so many awesome holes good views and then we were, we just like hung out at the clubhouse for a while we started having these putting competitions like there's two separate putting greens we were like putting across a road like kind of being idiots but everyone there i mean as good as the courses are like you know top notch everyone's pretty you know laid back at these places too like it's just kind of you know have fun boys don't you know obviously don't be too stupid but you know there was no one telling us not to like hammer balls across this road i would say i would say whistling straits was probably the course you'd want to be you know the most uh most behaved at for sure you're kind of you're kind of you know stepping on eggshells a bit it's uh with all the history and and uh, everything's so pristine and and uh we finished our round and like Jay said, there's two putting greens. There's the, like the main road that goes between these putting greens. People are whip, whipping in and out in their, uh, you know, in their Mercedes and their, in their, in their vehicles. And here's eight idiots rocking golf balls from one putting green 
over this road to the other trying to have a competition. It was kind of ridiculous. I thought, I thought someone was going to shut it down, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what a putting comp. Old Tom Morris, I think, uh, took the cake on that one. One of our buddies. Yeah. Good putter. Good putter. <laughs> Old Tom Morris. He beat young Tom Morris. That's good. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, just a quick interruption to let you know that all guests of the Sip It and Rip It podcast are presented by our friends at Connect Belts. You'll always stand out in the clubhouse with your Connect Perfect Fit belt. Visit connectbelts.com, that's K-N-K-T, belts.com, and use promo code GS20. Now, back to the interview. Okay, so we're on, I feel like I feel like we're on day 27 of this trip at this no, point. No, no, so. hold on, hold on. We're getting to the climax here. So, so, so we're wiped, we're wiped after, after this point. It's, it's back to the, you know, either the American Club or, or the Inn, and it's a quick bite and, and go to bed. And, and I think everyone's pretty amped about Aaron Hills the next day. Um, everyone wants to get a good rest. There were, there were no shenanigans that night as far as I was, uh, I'm concerned. And uh, woke up the next morning. Again, we had, our, we had the bus pick us up at the hotel. And uh, it was about an hour and 15 minutes to Aaron Hills and uh, kind of a cloudy morning, you know, where everyone's expecting good weather. Um, you know, we, we get, we get to the property and uh, you know, you're on the highway, you don't see much, a bunch of farms, you get to this property and everything opens up and it's phenomenal. This Aaron Hills property, I can't remember how many acres it is. It's gotta be the biggest golf property for one 18 hole golf course. I've, I would imagine in the world it, it is massive and uh and you and you see every hole when you get there the clubhouse the caddy barn the other facilities they're all right in your face and and we got there pretty early and we were able to to soak it all in yeah and i guess i would add at each course i mean you're pretty one of the big things on these courses is is getting all the swag so you know the the courses aren't cheap and then you go and you're buying you know q-zips and golf shirts and hats and you know everything that adds up but i mean you gotta you gotta rep the the courses when you get back rub it in luke's face as much as you can every single time i see them every mark decides to throw his wallet in my face every time oh yeah and he'll do it again now like an aaron hills wallet like who there's one justifiable purchase in life it's golf swag that's that's what i live by anyways yeah but, but no, Aaron Hills, I mean, that place, I mean, yeah, Kepka won the, the U.S. Open there a couple of years before we get there. There's those like those Barstool guys, the four-play guys, have just done basically the same trip we did like two months before. So we kind of got pretty fired up for the whole trip. Just they had a podcast on it. Listen to what they had to say about all the courses. Everyone was, yeah, screw them. Uh, <laughs> We're going to edit that part out. Yeah, yeah. We don't it. talk about them. Cut it. <laughs> But I mean, everyone like, you know, as, as you hear more and more about it, it's like Aaron Hills was like, was like the place, like whistling's awesome, obviously majors Ryder cup, but Aaron Hills, like just a fun course to play hit driver can see what's in front of you, but it's, and that's where, so Mark mentioned, we kind of had the Ryder cup go and that's, that was the, the Sunday singles matches for us. So we were all, um, singles to decide the the winner of the our own little Ryder cup and we were having the the champions dinner that night at at Aaron Hills and losers had to had to pay for the dinner so there was a bit bit on the line for that um we'd kind of organized when we all kind of paid for the trip we kind of organized you know a little extra everyone paid a couple extra bucks that go towards that dinner 
but we uh, we definitely exceeded that. You know, if you get on on the wine, and some guys have a little different taste in wine than others, so they get a hold of the menu massive and- bill. Massive <laughs> 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 rookie dinner in the NHL. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones, guys. They put the bill up on Instagram or whatever because there's so many goddamn drinks on it. But I mean, the whole place, like, you're just we're sitting on the patio till we were there till I don't know eleven, like just sitting on the patio. They're just kind of you know having fun with us, no troubles. They've got they've got a fun putting course. We did that, and it, but it's like world class. Like you're there and everything's just perfect. You know, we probably got off the course at about six six thirty. By that time, like all the clouds are broken. There's not a cloud in the sky. This, the sun's starting to set. It's, it's, it's September. So it's starting to go down. It was like, it was unbelievable. It, it was awesome. Uh, we had, we had our champions dinner on the patio and, uh, and as soon as the sun set on this putting green, the, uh, all the lighting, uh, comes on, on this putting green. They have this low kind of, this low lighting. I think it's, I think it's similar to what you would find at a, on an MLB stadium. I think they were kind of describing it to us. It's, it's a very low light that kind of, uh, you know, goes over the whole putting surface. You see all these, uh, all the shadows and all the undulations and it, and it's kind of ridiculous in the, uh, in the sense that it's very undulating. And, and I think it's a 12 hole putting course on this massive putting green. Uh, you know, everyone bring your drinks down, bring your putter down, you know, they have a scorecard. Yeah, it was it was a blast. This this putting green. I got a little cold. <laughs> got a little cold towards me. I had to I had to bail and uh, head back up to the patio to hit some more wine to to warm me up a bit. But I know a few guys had a lot of fun down there. Couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, the only question at least I'm itching to ask is which one of you two was on the side of the losing the losing side of that bill? Who had to pay? I'm gonna, guess, I, I'm gonna guess. I Mark. I was on the losing side, but I did win my singles match. So. You kind of got to take the little the little wins out of that. Jeez, jeez. At, at that point, at that point, I spent so much on swag that a couple extra bucks for dinner didn't really uh, even register. You guys got waxed, man. It was oh, over. No, it was over after whistling. No, there was a chance for us to. Yeah, there was no, a chance. Were... Singles. I don't know. Some people say that it was handicapped nope. a little bit incorrectly, but hey, when 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 you guys are going on these golf trips, make sure the handicaps are tight. You know, I think there are a few uh, couple sandbaggers out there. I, I don't want to say any names, but Mark Bastrash. Well, I'm not going to call myself out, but yeah, I mean, I'll call you. Um, out. You're a fucking <laughs> sandbagger, man. Yeah. No, it was uh, it it wasn't very tight at the end. Which was which was too bad. Good for me. I was on the winning side. I got a nice little uh, filet mignon, a uh, little sh- little surf and turf, little little shrimp on the side, and uh, enjoyed my night at Aaron Hills. That's for sure. But that was our that was our fourth round of the trip. Limo picked us up again and uh, and brought us back to Kohler. That was the end of that night. The next morning, just hung over as shit after the big champions dinner. Kind of get to Black Wolf Run, which was like five minutes from our resort in Kohler. It's so phenomenal. I mean, yeah, like that's the thing, like we didn't give that a good look. You, that was too bad. Yeah, like you, you go it's tough. Like the last round of the trip, you're you're hurt and you've played, you know, a lot of golf in the last while, well, a lot of drinks. You're kinda a little slower than usual. It was like raining to kind of start. Everyone's you know, just not not all there, but I mean unreal course again. 
I don't, I don't think we didn't have any matches or anything. It was just kind of play some golf, nice course. And then and it was like, pack your shit up and then bus to Milwaukee and fly out of there. Yeah. It's too bad. Black Wolf run. It's uh it's phenomenal. If, if, if anyone were to kind of research that uh, on Google and, and, and pull up some images, it's, it's just a really lush kind of tree line. Uh, a river runs through it. Um, I think it's a Pete Dye design also. I believe both courses are. And uh, like Jay was alluding to earlier, it, it's hosted a few women's major events. Um, yeah, and we just didn't give it a fair shake. It was freezing cold. <laughs> it was like 10 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> I, was, I was freezing. I wanted to boost my mood, so I thought I'd go into the pro shop and, and uh, spend the rest of my swag budget. But I, Black Wolf runs branding and and their symbol their 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 emblem kind of sucks they need to up their game big time i was ready to drop some serious coin in that clubhouse and uh i don't know i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a symbol guy if, if like whistling straights what a what an emblem aaron hills with the with the clover had to had to buy a thousand dollars worth of that too you know black wolf <laughs> run <laughs> i don't know what their logo is it's like a piece of grass or something but then, like Mammoth Dunes too. Like the Mammoth is pretty, looks pretty good on a, on a ball marker, or a, a shirt. Yeah, you're there once. You you might as well you might as well you know uh, bring a few things home so you could wear it throughout the golf season locally and and uh, people ask you about it. It's a good story. Hey, you played Whistling. You played Aaron Hills. People recognize those uh, those symbols. And uh, no, I'm, I'm money well spent as far as I'm concerned. So my takeaways from your trip are Jay can't play par three courses because he gets too drunk. And Mark likes to spend oodles and oodles of dollars on swag. Because he has nothing else to spend it on. Doesn't have a, <laughs> doesn't have a wife or kids. Luke and you I are just so or a vehicle payment or a phone payment or a mortgage. <laughs> you guys should have seen the uh, the orders afterwards yeah oh, we maybe. still we still ordered stuff like online after we got back like twice you guys are sick <laughs> we had a couple purelators come visit us in there yeah i hey, just i don't know i got a disease yeah okay so after you spend that many time that much time with that many guys what are some takeaways what, what do you what would you do again what wouldn't you do and what kind of guy would you not take on that trip uh for for for, for me it was perfect. I, I I don't know. We had a great group, bunch of sticks, bunch of good players, you know, which, you know, I think, I think for me made it, made it awesome. You know, we were able to have these matches that were all tight and, and anyone can make a birdie on any given hole. You know, we're playing, we're playing some tough courses uh, out here. And, and I found the, I found the level of play was awesome on this, on this group. You know, with that being said, if, if you brought someone who was a higher, higher handicapper to these, uh, these courses they would still have a great time you can maybe adjust your tee boxes a little bit um i think this wisconsin golf loop that we did in particular uh kind of pertains to everybody great group we had out there i wouldn't have changed a single thing the planning was amazing like like we said we had a concierge uh which you probably pay pay a bit of a premium for for sure but um i wouldn't do it any other way i wouldn't want to have to rent vehicles and drive you know you'd want to have someone driving for you everything was so uh so 
laid out and planned out perfectly and uh it was basically seamless <laughs> i mean i just uh i was just told where to go every day and, and ended up at a sick golf course and uh played kind of shitty but i was hey i was happy man it was awesome i wouldn't change a thing yeah i mean first of all no one could drive so we wouldn't be making it to other courses so the buses are definitely handy i mean yeah it's i mean the one thing i don't know do you do, you do maybe an extra day where it's either you know you you rest or just kind of screw around at the the resort or do what you want to do some guys could golf some guys take a day but otherwise i mean it was it was just kind of go 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 you're you're always moving you're you get up you golf have fun go to bed repeat repeat that for you know five days and if you like golf i mean that's it's perfect what else you need you don't need i mean it's not one of those trips where you're trying to go into the city find i mean there's no city close really milwaukee probably the closest when you're in Kohler, but you know, you're not going to the city and heading out to the club or whatever you want to, you want to do like you're, you're not getting in too much trouble just sticking around the course. They've got, you know, putting greens that open till whatever hour, just light up pins and all that. So you just, just do that, drink beers and, and hope, hope you have some energy for the next round. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this in here. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, part of the world again for golf and when i when i go to sand valley again i'm spending i'm spending four or five days there there's no question i want to play each course twice i want to rent some tennis rackets and uh put my uh my white tennis gear on and play the uh the wimbledon grass courts which are phenomenal they they they, they maintain this this uh i don't know there's got to be a dozen grass tennis courts on the property i'd love to give that a whirl on a day off you can go fishing, you can go canoeing on the property. Uh, I'm going to do Sand Valley again, but I'm going to do it as its own trip. I think, you know, you're so close to these other big heavy hitter golf courses, but I think Sand Valley is a trip in its own. You know, this Mike Kaiser, he's kind of making these golf destinations, places where you go and you stay there for, for three, four nights, like abandoned dunes or a Cabot. I guess he's breaking ground on the new Cabot in St. Lucia right now which will be something one day, but, uh, this, this sand Valley, I think it's definitely a place where a group of, a group of buddies could go and have a trip, uh, of their own just right there. So speaking of Bandon, I know you boys are supposed to be there this year and you had some, <laughs> a little bit of a malfunction on the whole, on the whole trip there due to some, some world pandemic that's going on. So you've now done a trip where you're doing a big loop. You spend some time driving. You got to get a concierge to do some planning and you're all over a state. Uh, what's different about planning a trip to like abandoned dunes? And I know you boys are looking at maybe doing a planning a trip down to Pinehurst, more of a resort style course, four or five courses, got some other stuff on the property. What's, uh, what's different about that type of planning for those type of trips? I mean, I mean, it's just way easier. You're, you fly in, you know, for abandoned, we're going to fly to Eugene and then it's a two hour bus ride, take you to the, take you to the courses and you're not leaving there until that bus comes and picks you up at the end of your you know, five, six days. Um, I mean, we'll definitely be going back or going to Bandon at some point. Um, they just opened the sheep ranch there. So it sucks to have missed it, but we also now will get to play the sheep ranch, which is supposed to be kind of the tops amongst what are already super highly ranked tracks out there. I was sneaking on there anyways, even though it wasn't. Yeah. Open. I don't care. <laughs> we're we're going to pay some caddy to get us out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I personally like the idea of just uh, staying in one spot. It was, it was pretty hectic, our Wisconsin loop. You know, there was no time for any R&R. &R. You know, you were, uh, you were go, go, go. So 
I was looking forward to banded. You know, even though we were playing 36 holes a day, I think uh, the evenings were going to be, you know, pretty chill and uh, and you kind of collect yourself, get to bed early, play again in the morning. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's too bad that didn't come to fruition. But I uh, I I think I think for me personally, a destination is 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 what I like to do the best. I want to get there, unpack, spend three four nights there. That that suits me definitely a bit more. So when you put these trips together, and so the question Luke asked was like, who do you not bring? So not with your 16 guys where you're going to bump one out. More so the question of what kind of person do you not want to have on these trips? Like, because I imagine with, with Wisconsin, you're talking about being hectic. A, you probably got to be organized. You can, it sounds like some guys are still getting out of control. So it's not a problem to have the the partier. Um, yeah. it's not a problem to, to have the guy who's, there's probably a leader in that group who's pulling everyone together and giving everyone the reminders, Hey, bus leaves at 10. Don't be an idiot. If you're not there, we're leaving without you. But who, like, what kind of personalities just don't work on these kinds of things? Or have you ever run into anything like that with trips? It's probably just like the dud, like the guy who doesn't know how to have fun. You're there to golf, but you, you don't want a guy who's like super serious, kind of has his, you know, USGA golf rules handbook with them and making everyone putt some putt every you know one two footer but you know everyone everyone's out to have fun you're having matches but you're you don't want to be too serious out there because you're not not on tour you're drinking beers while you're you're golfing and you're hanging out with buddies you don't need you don't need someone there that's kind of bringing everyone down or yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jay. Like, it, you know, you don't want that guy who, who's definitely bringing people down. Golf, you want your tunes, you want your beer, you want your uh, your buddies, and and I think that's how uh, that's how it should be on these on these trips. You know, yeah, we had a blast. We we, you know, on at Sand Valley, for example, uh, we would fill up these little hand uh, bag coolers uh, with a couple drinks, and and our caddies would have our bags, so we could we could we could bring our drinks around and. It was it was just such a good time, you know. We 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 everyone was vibing, everyone was feeling good. Get on the sandbox at Sand Valley. At this point, everyone you know is feeling really good. We've been uh, we've been golfing all day, and that that was such a blast. I think we had such a good group on the one we were on, and, and no one was bringing anybody down. So definitely want to avoid the guy who's uh, who's going to take stuff a little too seriously. You know, who's gonna who's going to be the guy uh, killing the vibe out there. And uh, we were lucky we had a really good group out in Wisconsin. When you're on those trips, you guys, at those some of those courses, you guys have to bring caddies. Is it mandatory or do you guys get the choice? I don't know if it's like totally mandatory, but it's basically just like do it. Absolutely. These these guys are, they're here. Like that's their livelihood. It's, I mean, it's awesome to have a caddy. They just grab your bag. I think, you know, in every picture you see from the trip, every guy just is, the only thing he's carrying is one of those coolers with like a, a sixer of spotted cow in it and and his putter. Hopefully a putter. If he's lucky, if he's hit, if yeah. he's hit the green. If you're doing the putter walk. If you're doing the putter walk off the fairway, it's it's a nice feeling. Well, that'll that'll uh, that'll make you grow a few inches, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and that feels good. <laughs> yeah, the the caddy aspect, I mean it's awesome because you they'll tell you something early on in the round. It's like there's no goddamn way that putt breaks there like I'm I don't believe you and then you just you don't play the break they show you and and you definitely should have like they they know what they're doing they're all like some of them are like players I think like our, our caddy at Mammoth Dunes I think he said he's never shot higher than like a 68 at that course so they they know what they're doing out there 
So yeah, we had a, had a I had a college kid at Aaron Hills. He was a he was a plus four or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Read every putt perfectly. He's why I broke eighty at Aaron Hills. I I was not hitting the ball well. I made every putt, and it was all due to this guy. I, he would he would show me putts that I I definitely couldn't see. Those greens were were just phenomenal. They just uh, they rolled so pure and uh, and they're crazy. Yeah, no, they're they're a roller coaster ride out there in Hills. I was glad to have that guy. You know, they are. You know, if if you're doing five rounds out on this loop in particular, yeah, it would get we get pretty expensive. You know, for the caddy aspect, but it's definitely something people should budget for because uh, it makes the experience way better. You're playing this course probably for the first and last time of your life. You know. Um, how many times have you played a course and, and said, Hey, I wish I had a second look at this one. Well, with the caddy, it kind of takes that out of the, out of the equation. They, they, they definitely guide you through it and, and taught us things that, uh, that we didn't see. That's for sure. So it's definitely a must on these, uh, on these golf trips for sure. So you guys weren't carting around these properties. That's what you're telling me. No, just, just walking, strolling around. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good walk. You're not carrying anything except beers you can you can handle that i think we actually we carted the last round of black wolf run but that's just because we were units. yeah absolutely was, bagged oh fuck and like yeah raining and cold and hung over and tired and you wouldn't have been able to walk that one we had we had one caddy for the four of us at black wolf this guy was like running for us yeah we're like where do we hit it and he just sprints up the fairway and just aim at me Trust level super high. Yeah. Okay. So Wisconsin was a big focus here. We talked about you guys possibly going to, well, you're going abandoned. You're not going this year. Sorry. We will. We will make it. You'll make it at some point. I want to ask bucket list trips, but I don't even know if bucket list is the right question here. I want to know what courses like, and don't say Augusta because that's too obvious, but uh, like, where do you want to travel? Well, part of even the world, do you want to visit to play? play some courses on one of your trips the way the u.s does the whole golf resort the whole the whole package i'm all over that stuff you know you go you go over to scotland and it's and it's very very pure golf and uh you know very one-dimensional hey it's 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 awesome in its own right but for me i i want to i kind of want to do everything you know i want to be able to have some fun with some buddies i want to be able to play awesome golf courses have really good weather I'd hate to, I'd hate to go to the old course in, in St. Andrews and uh, it'd be blowing, you know, 60 miles an hour sideways. As some people say, that's part of the, that's part of the experience. But I like, uh, I just like how the U S they have, they have everything. They got the weather, they've got the resorts, they do it right. For me, you know, anything, anything like the Robert Trent Jones golf trail, something I want to hit. I definitely want to do the, the stream song resort in Florida. That's going to be something that I hit. You know, my bucket list is, is, is full of a bunch of different spots. I want, I want to go to, I want to do uh, uh, one that we've done a few times is, is Mesquite just out of Las Vegas. It's probably the best bang for your buck you could ever do with a few buddies. You know, you got Wolf Creek down there. There's a bunch of other awesome golf courses. I mean, there, there's so many for me. I think for me personally, the U.S. They did. They just do it up right. I mean, I was gonna say I'd like to do, obviously, like the Scotland, Ireland kind of swing. I mean, you, me, Jay. I'll take you over there. Taking my dad's old course. Oh, I'd perfect. It. It's sick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's nice when you see the pros, like you know, what Tiger shoot at 
out at the at the open. He shot like an eighty something one year. So you don't you don't feel as bad when you're firing those numbers when you see those guys putting them up. But I mean, like bucket list. I mean, we've we've basically have Piners booked in in April. So so that's kind of one of them. You know, one of those resorts, and then Bandon going to have to make it there at some point when we can travel across the border. Who knows? But hopefully, hey man, change your that. direction. Go over to Cabot. Check it out. Go east. Uh, uh, we might we might might have that kind of booked for September. So you we'll see. Mother, we're going to Cabot in September. By the way, <laughs> by the way, you two are sick. <laughs> well, we met. So it's actually funny. We met. So Mike Kaiser, who owns, he owns Cabot. Uh, he owns Sand Valley, Mammoth Dunes, and Banded Dunes. And we actually met him one night at at Sand Valley kind of cool to see the guy who kind of has, has built this mini golf empire. Um, this was the first course that he kind of, the Wisconsin where he built it inland. Like he's usually on the ocean. So it's cool. He's to see all, him. He does mostly links courses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to chat with him. Got like a flag signed by him. Um, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Mike Kaiser is clearly with some, uh, some, some big hitters, heavy hitter, old uh old dogs and they, they clearly look like they they could be investors who know who knows who these guys are this is at sand valley in wisconsin and here's jay and i we're just our jaws on the floor we're gawking at mike Fanger, <laughs> <laughs> like and 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 our waitress is like what's wrong with these guys like it's mike kaiser like she's like you guys want to talk to him you're like uh yeah please <laughs> So she went over to Mike Kaiser and uh, and said, there's a couple of uh, puck bunnies over here, or would be the golf, uh, <laughs> golf equivalent of a uh, puck ball, whatever it is. A couple of, couple of idiots over here want to meet you. And he was, he was awesome. He came right over and asked us where we were from. He said, we're from uh, Calgary. I said, I was from Edmonton, Alberta. And he's like, oh, uh, I was checking out a property just east of Edmonton. And we're like throwing out city names like 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 what are you talking about, like Vegreville or like Vermilion? <laughs> and then someone's like, Lloyd Minster? And he's like, that's the one. Like, you got to be shitting me. He's actually checking out a property just south of Lloyd Minster. I guess there's a big sand deposit out there. Uh, that's that's the kind of the, the terrain that he likes to build these courses on. Um, and <laughs> he kept, oh, yeah. he kept bugging us all night. He's like, boys, if, if you guys can put up 50 mil, I'm build it. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were talking to him. I like sprinted back to my room and got my mammoth dunes flag so he could sign it. And... <laughs> All right, we were, we were fangirling pretty hard. Pretty unrelatable stuff for me. I'm sorry. I don't, uh, I don't fangirl <laughs> over golf course designers, but that's pretty cool that <laughs> you got to meet your hero and the guy who makes the courses that you guys are just dying to go play. And it sounds like you're going to anyway, cause you're going to Cabot and then you're going out to uh, Bandon. Uh, for our listeners, Cabot's out east uh, near Halifax. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's right on the the ocean. And then uh, and then Bandon is out in Oregon, right on the coast. Um, I, you said you land in Eugene and then have to drive two hours, so that's where you're going to lose a lot of people. But those are some. Yeah, I don't uh, know where. Like, if you showed me a map of Oregon, I couldn't tell you where it is. But just just t- put me on a flight and then on a bus, and I'll I'll get there. I want to I want to chime in again on on mesquite. Uh, I'm sure you guys have. Uh, <laughs> I, went there one year. I I love it. It's amazing. Like it is. Guys, for like five hundred dollars US, you can play 
three awesome golf courses, Wolf Creek included, accommodations, your food, your, your booze for, for three nights. It's like the best bang for your buck golf trip, I think, anywhere. Like you fly, you get a cheap flight to Vegas. You get the fuck out of Vegas. You don't even, you don't even hit the strip. You get the hell out of there. We all know what happens if you spend one night on the strip somewhere. The golf trip's kind of out the window. But well, if it's you, you wake up in a bed of hundred dollar bills and not know where they came from. Yeah, well, that's just a that's just a lucky horseshoe issue that I'm trying to deal with these days. But uh, <laughs> no, like, like I just I just I want everyone to come with me. Next time I go, I'm putting it out there. Please come. No, it's, it's unreal. Like you're, there's, there's nothing to do in Mesquite except, you know, you stay at like the hotel casino. It's nothing like a, a Vegas hotel casino, but there's some dirty birds hacking darts sitting at the roulette table. Yep. Oh yeah. I think even Mark bought a pack of smokes when he was there, but he bought some, bought some that were too strong for him. So he just started wheezing away. <laughs> Can handle it. Yeah. I mean, I think our hotel, like the, we were there the same weekend as like NASCAR was in Vegas, but you know, the hotels, it's a nice big hotel pool. Like drinks are $2. There's some weird, like kind of like an Asian restaurant in the back corner of this place. And we went to another hotel. There was some like live band playing, but it's all it is. It's, it's, it's some hotels and, and golf. You know, if, if anybody was ever looking to do a kind of a, a budget, golf trip that's the one you you got the weather you know you're just outside of vegas you've got the golf courses you get to play wolf creek which is like a fantasy land golf course it's uh it's almost ridiculous in in how how crazy it looks out there we uh i think we we stayed for 39 dollars a night at these at these resort and casinos <laughs> they just discount the shit out of these places to get you in there and hopefully uh hopefully spend a couple couple bucks at the blackjack table but definitely definitely a great bargain golf trip you can do with your buddy i i, I swear it's less than 500 dollars us for for three rounds all your food all your accommodations throwing a throwing a, a car rental in there you know split four ways and uh something people should uh definitely check check out but definitely get out of vegas <laughs> as soon as yeah. you get and and a pretty good like 60s cover band playing every night at the hotel as well yeah they were like that is tough to beat secret agent they were pros how about some closer to home golf trips like mark our trip down to montana you can play the montana courses north and south there's wilderness club right there like that's a quick drive then you got the invermere courses you got copper point eagle ranch and then of course our group favorite the gray wolf which is one of the greatest courses i've ever played in my life and i can't wait to go back Grills, it's just unbelievable. Like that's one spot where you you get there, and uh, and you're spending a few nights there. You know, uh, obviously Eagle Ranch and and Copper Point are are right next by, which are still amazing courses. But I'm I'm very kind of bipartisan to uh, to Grey Wolf. I just want to get there, stay there, play the course as many times as possible. Try to get 54 in a day if if I can. What 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 a spot out there, especially in the summertime. That valley seems to get they get the best weather, you know, this time of year. This has been a funny summer this year, but I, I can I can almost guarantee you the next couple months here there's going to be some uh, some long streaks of hot weather in that valley. Uh, Jay, I think we're trying to line something up for the uh, the weekend after August long. 
yeah you know three hours from calgary and you're you're in amazing country you got mountains you got awesome golf courses all around you i mean you can stop on the way and maybe you get in a canmascus or stewart creek or something like that and then keep on going it's um pretty easy to get you know four or five course rotation in pretty easily and then and then there's one there's one that i want to throw in there and i don't know if you guys were going to touch on it at all but it's uh I know, uh, I know Jesky's uh, fond of the, uh, the Victoria Loop. To me, personally, is the, is the best golf destination in Canada to golf. They've always got the weather. I think I golfed there mid-December once in a, in a shirt and shorts, no, no, uh, no jacket. It was like 13, 14 degrees in the sun. You can play there year-round. The courses are phenomenal. they got the Bear Mountain. They've got uh, Cordova Bay out there, Olympic View, Highland Pacific. Jesse got us out on uh, on World Callwood, which was phenomenal. That was amazing. And uh, and before we got there, Jesse gave uh, Victoria Golf and Country Club a, a little loop. Pretty jealous of that. I don't know if I'll ever get a sniff of that one. Jesse uh, Jesse walked on those holy grounds out there. But uh, Vic- Victoria, like that is uh, especially for Western Canadians when you can hop on a on a turbo prop and, and be out there in an hour and a half on a cheap flight. That's a good golf trip right there. I think like, that's one thing you're going to, especially with like any of our listeners that are newer golfers and stuff too. It's, they're not going to spend the big bucks going down to these, these major courses probably right off the bat. So finding these things that, you know, Southern Alberta or <laughs> across Canada, especially in BC, Victoria is just a great little town anyways, right? There's so many things to do there. We, we jumped on some e-bikes and ripped around on the ocean and, you know, had a couple beers and come back and it was a great little trip. Yeah. I got some, some older ladies there for Mark too. Cougar hunter, buddy. Hey, come on, <laughs> come on guys. You know, I like that. All right, boys. Well, I appreciate you coming on the two most eligible bachelors in Calgary. Oh, so thank uh, you. again, we really appreciate you coming on. That was uh, some great information for the listeners. And uh, I even heard some stories that I didn't know about before. So it was great to have you boys join the pod today. Hey, thanks for having us. Great to uh, always like talking golf because it's basically all we do. Nice yeah, might, might as well not have been on a podcast right now. This is just a Monday night for old Marcus and Jay. <laughs> right on, boys. Well, again, thanks for coming on and sipping rip. Hey, see you later, guys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.